asked you a few questions uh, about your upcoming, you have upcoming um, project dropping, and then I wanted to also talk about the 20K visual that you released. Uh, first off, I want to ask you, how did you come up with your name, HD Ben Dope? <laughs> All right, so um, my real name is Darius Henry. Um, okay. So when I was, like before uh, Twitter, and a Facebook fan page, like I'm just putting music out on YouTube and stuff. People mm-hmm. were adding me on my regular Facebook, and my name is Darius Henry, and like people were just hitting me up, like, yo, what's up, Darius? And it was like a weird thing for me to understand because it was like, obviously, my friends called me Darius. Yeah. Um, so I just switched my name to Harry's Henry as like a joke, pretty much. Um, but that's kind of where the HD came from. It was just like, that's my way of. It's, it's me, but it's like yeah. almost this presentation of me. And then the bindo came from this line that I said uh, in the song, the fucking new artist title, HD Bindo. And that means to me, like, in anything that you're trying to do that's kind of against the grain or, you know, that's not the traditional work life, um, and even mm-hmm. in that sometimes, uh, you, you have to be a little bit delusional. Like, I look back on, like, a lot of my raps from like 13 years old and I'm like geez that like some of the stuff is awful and it's like how did this kid believe that he was it how did he believe that it made sense to you know hit up interscope on twitter and say yo you gotta sign you know what i mean like things yeah. like that like, there's a there's a sense of delusion in there so that been doping is just it represents that level of confidence that that belief because at the end of the day you have to believe in you first in order to take these leaps you have to have that inside you first. So that's what Bingo comes from. Gotcha. All right. Um, um, when did you, like, get into rapping? Uh, so I was writing raps when I was nine years old. Um, mm-hmm. And I grew up in a household that my mom doesn't really listen to rap music. Um, my family's Caribbean, so Grenadian specifically. Um, There's, like, a lot of Calypso music in my house. Um, uh, my mom listens to gospel Okay. Country even. Um when I was in the car with her it would be one of those things or even Radio Disney. Um but my brother, he's thirteen years older than me, so he had like all the CDs. So he had fifty cent, a lot of early Rockefeller shit, um Snoop Dogg, all these people. And I would just take his CDs, like once I got a CD player, I would just take his CDs, uh, <laughs> and then I would go to school. That's what yeah. I would be listening to. So, like, the Young Guns album is, like, one of my favorite albums because it brings me back to being nine years old. Mm-hmm. Um, 50 is one of the reasons why I started rapping. Like, just listening uh-huh. to 50 rappers, like, oh, this is, this is it. Um, so, when I was nine, I started writing stuff, and then I turned 11 or 12 or something, and I told my friend, I was, my friends, I was like, yo, we're going to start rapping, you know, and we just started making cassette tapes. And we were just rapping on songs. And oh, I was like, cool. Yeah, that was a spawn to everything for me. I didn't really take it, like, seriously. Like, at that point, I believed, you know, I could be this big rapper. But, again, it was, like, it was a lot invested in the accolade of what a rapper is. Yeah. You know what I mean? As a uh-huh. kid, you're kind of just looking at how big everybody looks on TV. Um, and then when I got into high school, I first heard Cole. And that was kind of like my transition into like being a little bit more reflective in my music and really just speaking about myself. Um, and then that's kind of when I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Like that, yeah. that was like my transition and 
me doing it was more for me telling my stories rather than everything that comes with it. Gotcha. Um, who were some of your early childhood, like, favorite artists? Favorite artists? I was a 50 for sure. That was, like, a big, big artist for me. And then um, Lil Wayne. Oh, I think because I think before my transition into like somebody like a stakeholder and finding that influence, it was definitely like fifty so well Wayne. Not that all my raps from middle school sound like one of those two. Fifty or Wayne. So All right. So um, you released your video twenty k last week. Um, what message did you want to get across to your fans with the with the video and like what message you had in, in the video? In the song. So that the video, which I mean the whole project pretty much is based on me going on road um, with Portugal the Man in 2017. Like they took me on tour. And mm-hmm. it was a very, very amazing tour. I mean, it paid me way more than I should have been paid at the time. Uh, they treated me and my team way better than I've ever heard openly usually getting treated. Um, mm-hmm. So it was just all these great things. And Essentially, we had to do so much in terms of the trials and tribulations of being on the road. You know, like there were times where we had the keys locked in the van. Our van died like three times overnight on tour. Um, all these different things, but we're doing all of this to get 30 minutes on stage every night. So mm-hmm. that was kind of what I wanted to be represented in the video. Like it starts off with us pushing the van. Like that's one of those things that you got to deal with, you know, maybe you lose gas. Um, even there's like a little uh, three-second clip, really, of, you know, cops stopping us. Um, the the van smoking, we have to go get gas. So these are just all these trials and tribulations that you got to deal with being on the road, yeah. and then it all leads into that performance at the end of it, which is, you know, it's all worth it. All the bullshit that you got to go through is worth it. And at the end of the day, when you're in front of these people on stage, nobody knows that your van just died last night. <laughs> like, wow. It's just about this moment. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So what should people expect from your um, upcoming project, Broken Dreams? I think the biggest thing about that project is it's human. Like that, listening to it, I, I get that from it because there's nothing on there where I'm like, I want you to think this. It's really just me going through life and letting you know what I am thinking in the moment. That's really all this is for me. Um, there's a bunch of ups and downs. Um, I think through the project, you, you get so many areas of emotion, but when it comes to the closing, which is a, a track spin, there's a sense of hope, which I think the biggest part of being human is, you know, you keep going. You know, all this stuff, whatever you're going through in life, it's like, yeah, you go through that, but the human part is you got to keep going. So that that's what I get from this project. It's like yeah. life is going to happen, but you got to keep going. Awesome. Um, do you have a favorite track or a few from this album that you would like to, like, um, I guess, speak on? Or if not, it's cool, but it's on the album. Yeah, I, I would say there's a track. Love you too much on okay. there, and um, so the first verse, so the, the overall track is about me and my relationship with women, uh, <laughs> as this you know, artist or what I see myself as or becoming yeah. artist. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I, I watched plenty of episodes of Behind the Music. Like, that's, like, my shit. I've been to watch Behind the Music. And um, I feel like the story is usually the same. It's like I was broke, trying to figure it out, found a woman. I ended up making it work. I dragged her through the mud. We damn near hit rock bottom, and then she was the one who kicked me out of it, right? That's like usually this story that I'm always seeing. It's reoccurring, and I'm like, damn, that looks so fucked up because, like, if you really care about somebody, why would you drag them through it? And this is like artists is batting like 99% at this, right? The batting mm-hmm. basically on it at um, this idea of getting somebody and dragging through the mud. So I've always been in this place of like, all right, cool, if I see where my projection is, how can I really settle down to somebody? Like, I don't feel like anybody is prepared to deal with that road because I don't know what it entails completely, right? Mm-hmm. So the first verse of the song is kind of me speaking from a place of, yo, you don't want this, like, get away from me. This is your problem. I am who I am. You got to deal with that. Or is it this, right? And then mm-hmm. it switches into the second verse, which is a lot more introspective, and it's me going, all right, maybe you have a problem. Maybe there's things you're not dealing with that has you in this mindset. So there's a lot of that on this project, which is me kind of, saying what things are, but also me trying to dig deep in myself because I think the most important thing with every, everything that you go through is you have to understand uh, your responsibility in all events in your life. It's not necessarily you figuring out whose fault it is because I think blaming people just leads to resentment, but I think everybody plays a role in their situation, so it's like, okay, what was your role in whatever you went through? So, that me throughout this whole project is me trying to figure out, all right, here's where I'm at. What is my role? What what role did I play to get me here? Because once yeah. I understand my role, then I can actually adjust how I'm moving. So that's pretty much the whole project. But that's when I love me too much is, is me assessing my role in terms of my relationship with women. Gotcha. Um, could you name your top five rappers all time? Top five all time. All right. That this can change all <laughs> but um, if I'm just off the head, definitely Jay. Um, um, putting Cole in there for sure. Um, I got I got Biggie in there. Okay. Um, I'm putting Kendrick in there. Oh, nice. I think that's five. Uh, I think that's five. And my last, my last is I'm going. I'm gonna. It's either Fifty or Wayne. I have to. Okay. Yeah. Nah, pretty, it's a pretty good list. Yes, it's a pretty good list. Um, <laughs> I also wanted to ask you before, like before we end the interview and everything, because um, I have like maybe two questions left. But if you could collaborate with one artist, um, who would it be? Or even maybe a producer, like, you know, um, artist, producer. If you could do, like, a collaborative tape with one artist or producer, who would it be? Um, it would probably be Jack Johnson. In Between Jack Dreams is, like, one of my favorite albums. Probably, um, um, yeah, that album makes me feel good. <laughs> nice. Okay. 
All right, so do you feel like lyrical rap um, right now, um, lyrical rap is on the rise because, you know, rappers like yourself are kind of bringing the lyrical content back into the game? Um, mm-hmm. What exactly do you have to say about about that? Because, you know, when you listen to the radio, you don't really hear a lot of lyrical stuff. I mean, it's just honest. Oh, you hear a lot of commercial rap. Right. Are you, or do you feel like you have a responsibility as yourself to try to, like, bring back that lyrical rap with the younger artists? Uh, I wouldn't say necessarily responsibility. I think okay. my thing is kind of um, just projecting what is going on with my life. And I mean, my goal is just to get people to just think a little bit more in terms of their roles. Like, that's my big thing. I'm not necessarily, I don't need you to think about uh, double entendres that I, I figured out or triple entendres. Who cares about that? It's more of like, are you getting the message? Like, I think that's the most thing right. that most important thing because anytime you're communicating, like I'm a big person in believing everybody can be taught. It's just a matter of language. Like language mm-hmm. is obviously the biggest barrier in most cases. So it's like I might be able to connect to this person, but you can't because the language isn't, like you don't speak that same language as the person. So my biggest thing is making sure that the message is as clear as possible um, and just because I enjoy the art of rap, I try and infuse these, you know, different types of uh, literary devices in my songs. Right. But that's not, like, that's not why I'm trying to get people to hang on to it. It's like, all right, right if you got the message, then we, we get it. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Therefore, like, real correct being on the high is kind of like, it's not really my main focus. It's just... Gotcha. Gotcha. So with last question, uh, I wanted to ask you, what does respect mean to you? When you see the word respect and if you hear somebody say uh, respect, what are the first thoughts that come to your mind, like as um, like def- definition-wise of what respect means to you? Respect to me is understanding someone's process. Like I think there's, in, in this day and age, there is, I mean, generally, but there's just an obsession with products. Like everybody likes the products um, because it's like, okay, cool, you're on, you're here now. Look, everything's done. Thank you, you have it done. But um, most people don't understand or want to put up with the process. Yeah. And to me, respect is to understand someone's process and be okay with that. You know. Um, I think product is just it's face value, but that that process yeah. is necessary, obviously, to make a product. So um, respect is about understanding the process. Nice. All right. Thank you so much for the interview, and um, I'm definitely gonna be checking out your new project, Broken Dreams. So um, yeah, keep doing your thing. No, I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, I got yeah. a question though. Uh, your top five, what you got? Oh, you said who well, is my top five? Yeah. Uh, well, see, I have a, I have a few artists I would put in there, but I would definitely have to put Tupac number one. Um, I would go ahead and put Nas in there. I'll put J Cole in there, and um, I would say, I like Rakim. Um, a lot of people don't put Rakim in their top five, but he's in my top five. Um, and lastly, I would have to say Lauren Hill because she's holding down for the ladies. So that's my that's top. Hard. That's hard. I fuck with it. <laughs> yes. 
Thank you for the interview. Yeah. No, thank you. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm.